Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me today. I am not wasting any time. We're cutting straight to the chase and we are going to dive in on what I'm going to talk about today. Maybe plant some more seeds, maybe get you thinking, looking at things in a different light. And my topic, my sort of irritation or annoyance for today is the insanity that we are seeing unfold in Maui. Now, what I will start off this show by saying is that in no way, shape, or form does what I'm going to talk about detract from the emergency situation that is happening there. We have loss of life. We have loss of livelihood. We have loss of infrastructure. We have complete decimation happening over there. And that is traumatic. It is gut-wrenching. I can't imagine what those people experienced. I've seen videos of people literally like standing out in the water, encircled by flames and smoke. So I do not ever want my perception of the events to be taken as a lack of compassion for what people are going through because they're going through a real thing. And those of us that aren't there, that don't live in Hawaii or live on Maui, like we're watching from afar, um, maybe doing what we can do, helping to support. But with that being said, my brain, if you've listened to me before on the show at all, or you maybe follow me on social media, you know that my brain immediately goes to, there's more to the story. I have such an intense distrust of most humans in general, um, let alone people that are, quote unquote, our representatives. I have major distrust for our law enforcement. I have distrust for our judicial system. I am a skeptic through and through. And I think that that's because of patterned behavior. Right. So unfortunately, I live my life as you are guilty until proven innocent in most scenarios. Um, I keep my friendship circle very small. I don't really, you know, venture out because I just I, I, I don't need to kind of be like I'm always on guard. And so I surround myself with the people that I know um, I don't need to be like that with. And when situations like this happen in whether it be our country or even global events, I look at it through that lens. I'm like, nope, guilty until proven innocent. So 
I'm going to dive in on sort of some of the guilty things that I think are worth maybe paying attention to and how as a community and as a society, and again, that's sort of like at the at the tiniest of local level, whether that be your neighborhood there in Maui, whether that spreads out to the entire island and then the entire state of Hawaii and then our entire country, right? Like as that community gets bigger and bigger, we have to start looking at all of these things that are happening to us as a collective, that it is us as the collective that are under attack, right? Like Democrats were affected, Republicans were affected, people of all colors were affected, um, gay, straight, non-binary, like we're talking about, if you, if you want to look at the spectrum and, and what our differences are, everyone has been affected by this. And while yes, on my show and in my personal life and in my brain, I, I maybe stir some of that division with my topics, but I, I it's, it's my intention more so to point out things that are just seemingly so blatantly obvious that then we all go, oh, we're actually more like than we are different. And we actually should be united against the common enemy. And that's sort of what I would kind of hope that all the eyes that are watching this situation unfold would, would realize if my hypotheses are correct, or if some of them, or if maybe some of the things that I talk about don't make sense, you know, even if something doesn't make sense, people can connect over that, right? We could sit down and have a conversation about the things that just don't add up, share different hypotheses, share different perspectives. That is common ground. So I think it is very, very, telling what is happening in Hawaii right now based off of sort of some other things. Like we have to connect some dots here. I love a good game of kindergarten, connect the dots. So as we have seen in recent years, which really we've only seen it in recent years, and I think that they flew under the radar for unfortunately for a really long time. But again, World Economic Forum is back in the conversation. And these lunatics are, you know, essentially non-elected officials who have insane megalomaniac complexes, and they are implementing things with money and power and influence that really not a lot of us, I think, know about, even though, you know, it's here, it's on their website, they're, they're hiding like in plain sight, we can all find it. It's just that I think the common person, again, I've said it multiple times on the show, if, you, if you're if you not a sociopath, you don't think like a sociopath. So I'm not going to be scouring the internet being like, oh, what are the sociopaths up to today? Like, I'm going to go dive in on their website. And the other thing is, is that they're very, very good. They're, they're PR people, they're copywriting people. Everything is painted in a picture of it's helping us. It's of benefit. No, no, no. This initiative is going to make the world a better place. 
And the underpinnings of everything that they're doing is actually power, control, greed, manipulation, slavery, like literally keeping us slaves. And I I would hope that we're starting to sort of all smell what they're cooking. On the World Economic Forum um, website under... Um, you know, they have so many agendas, right? Like I'm, we should all be skeptical of the word agenda, unless you're going to like a conference and they're like, here's the weekend agenda. Like, yeah, okay. I get it. It's a plan. But anytime a large, uh, you know, corporation or organization uses the word agenda as far as what's best for us, um, no gracias. That's a hard pass for me, but here on their website, And this is from August 20th of 2018. And this is what I mean by like this stuff has been going on for so long and we don't, we don't see it until recent years when this ding dong Klaus Schwab has been sort of front and center. And I think a lot of this exposure is happening and kind of this veil being lifted, but there's an article here about how Hawaii plans to be the first U.S. state to run entirely on clean energy. Did you know about this? Who knew? Like, this is, this is wild to me. This is crazy that this plan has been in place since 2018. Like, they've been working on it. And again, it's all under this guise of climate change, climate change, climate change. Our climate changes. We have four seasons. (laughs) The climate changes four times a year. Like this this is nothing new, nor is this anything that we need to be freaked out about. Furthermore, let's just kind of, let me just go down this side trail like I often do. We always hear about how the ocean levels are rising, the ice caps are melting. Well, it's sort of like, okay, there aren't any ice caps near Hawaii, but the oceans are all connected. So if ice caps melt and it raises the water, it's going to raise the entire sea level, right? Am I right in this thought process? I think I am. If we're worried about ice caps melting and oceans rising, why are we going to invest this infrastructure on an island? Isn't this island going to be underwater in just a few years because of this rampant climate change and because we're, you know, hotter than heck out there? So step one in critical thinking, that doesn't even make sense. This is, this is silliness, right? It's like the Obamas buying a house on Martha's Vineyard. Like it doesn't make sense. Yet I digress. So they're talking about how, you know, they want to cut the greenhouse gas emissions. And let's just back up even a a little further, because according to this article, the Hawaiian government launched the Clean Energy Initiative in 2008. You guys, when me, who's loyal to the foil, I've got my my tinfoil hat on all the time. When we talk about a plan, when I talk about things that literally march out in succinct order, well, 
here we go, 2008. And this initiative pledges to establish new green credentials and aims to use 100% renewable electricity to power the entire state by 2045. I'm dying. I can't even with this. We already have seen, we have so many examples of this bogus, like clean energy stuff. We have these windmills, right? This wind power, these fields that are out in like, like Palm Springs. If you've ever driven through um, that part of California, you'll, you'll come through this gigantic stretch of freeway that is flanked by these, you know, massive windmills. Some are spinning, some aren't. There is all of this conversation about how expensive they are to make, the raw materials that are required, like the energy input that goes into making these things. Wild. And then what happens if they break? Their repairs, like if they just break down, like there's like windmill graveyards out there where they just have to like junk the stuff. There's no proper like breakdown of the material, sort of like when we see EV batteries. There's no system for breaking down those EV batteries and they're laden with heavy metals. The idea is beautiful. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of like catching your rainwater and putting it through a filtration system and creating your own little cycle, whatever. I love the idea of solar panels. My best friend's house actually caught on fire from their solar panels, but that's, that's a story for another day. Like, I love all of it. It just, in the big scheme of things, it does not make sense. It's not cost effective. There is no plan in place for the what ifs when things break down. So I can't help but think. I can't help but think. We have a what is being coined as a natural disaster as a direct result from climate change, these fires in Maui. I can't help but think that, you know, we have these fires that literally decimate. I mean, it looks like Chernobyl. This is not your standard fire. And what happens to the insurance companies, right? Like you have insurance companies that are literally going to go broke. There is no way that there is a variety of enough of insurance companies that can pay out the value of those buildings and that land. I went on Zillow. No, we're talking about Lahaina. Some of not only the most sacred land as far as cultural and, you know, um, this, this sort of spiritual essence of the people and the, the islands, right? Lahaina. You go on Zillow and there is, there's literally properties listed for, I'm, I'm looking at one right now, $41 million. 
is another one for $20 million. A one-bedroom, one-bath, 542-square-foot condo, 542-square-foot condo, $400,000. There's no way that there is a variety enough of insurance companies that they're going to be able to turn around and pay these people. Can't do it. This, this reeks of the summer of love. Remember that? Remember the summer of love? A couple summers ago when we had cities being burned down by their own citizens. Well, actually, I don't think they were their own citizens. I think they were strategically placed, you know, people that were bussed in or shipped in to agitate and cause riots and do all of the damage, right? Same thing. It's wealth redistribution. It's people can come in and scoop up those properties. It's human displacement. Where are all of those people going to live? Where are they going to move? How long is it going to take to rebuild a community like that after such severe devastation. I mean, it is flattened outside of like the cars. The cars are standing. The glass is melted, but yet there's still some palm trees that are standing. I have a very, very hard time looking at this being like, yep, supernatural. Gosh darn Mother Earth. She's getting crazy over there in Hawaii. Nah. Here's the other thing. Let's talk about for a minute hurricanes, tornadoes, etc. I can't ever recall in my life seeing footage. Now again, this is this again all goes back to maybe pre-internet or pre-really strong internet presence, whether that be um, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, things like that, where a hurricane is causing a fire. I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything about a fire with Hurricane Ian, which decimated Florida, Hurricane Katrina. Like everything was wet and flooded. Tornadoes, same thing. I, I can't recall seeing images of a tornado where stuff's catching on fire. Now, I understand, sure, could power lines get blown over? Could things get knocked over? Yes. But typically, these types of natural disasters are associated with rain. <laughs> you know, there's, some, there's a little liquid component in there. Maybe your natural firefighters. So, I'm again, I'm like curious. Now, I did see that there were some, you know, videos that showed very high winds, did show like telephone poles kind of like dipping and leaning. So, you know, I do, I do get that. That could very well be a possibility. I'm just not buying it. I can't. I'm not going to. Because the other thing is that I think it's like, it's just too convenient. 
It's just too convenient. There's also a lot of videos going around talking about how the wind was different. It was coming from different directions. And now if you've been to an island before, you kind of understand this. Like even if you've just gone on vacation and you don't live there, like a couple days in a row of going to the beach, you understand typically like where the wind is coming from or if it's a particularly more breezy day or less. This is not rocket science for people just to sort of innately feel and figure out. And a lot of people are saying, hey, it was, it was weird. It was different. And I trust those people. I trust the people that have been immersed in that environment, that understand the lay of the land, that understand the, you know, sort of routine things that happen day in and day out on an island associated with their weather, weather patterns. So I also kind of going back to the property values of this, you have a lot of people and a lot of original sort of land and building owners that as you can imagine, carry more value for their land and for their building than just a dollar amount, right? It's sacred to a lot of those people. Sort of like if you ever drive through, um, I used to live in a town called Gilbert, Arizona, and I would drive to this one little shopping center area and it was in Queen Creek, which is like a little neighboring town. And as I would turn left on this major street to go down to this um, shopping area, there was this one little house on the corner and average lot, like nothing major, not like horse property or anything like that. And this house was, you know, it was somebody's home. They lived there. They were still living there. It was by no means, you know, anything that would probably catch your eye other than it had like a lot of like windmills in the yard. It had sort of this kind of rickety chain link fence hanging up or, you know, around it. It was nothing, it was nothing fabulous to look at. Let's just say that. And I can imagine they had a for sale sign in their yard. And I can imagine how long those people have had that home. They've seen the things get built up around it. You know, they've seen the target go in down the street. They see the the QT gas station across the street. They have the sprouts, you know, they're looking, they're looking, 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 and they're going, okay, it's time to sell. I can probably now let go of this and get some big, big dollars. I think that at probably many points, probably multiple times a year, the landowners in this particular area are approached, approached by investors, approached by, you know, big, large hotel corporations. They want to get their hands on that land, on that space. And you have people looking around going, no, this is worth more than just a dollar amount. We are not going to give this up. This is sacred to our, uh, the land. This is sacred to our communities. This is, you know, a place where we have history and we are not going to just 
hand that over. And now because my brain doesn't trust anyone, I would render a guess that the bigs, right? The 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 elites, the head honchos, whatever they're doing in Switzerland every year, hanging out, whatever country clubs they're schmoozing at. I mean, I would think that there's conversations. Oh gosh, if I could just get my hands on a little spot in Lahaina, we could build this massive, you know, huge hotel, huge condominium building, exclusive, celebrities only. When somebody wants something bad enough, they'll figure out a means by which to get it. It's just facts. It's human nature. And it's human nature when you are a sociopath. So I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to catch a short little word from our incredible sponsors. But I am Nurse Beth. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's time and this is The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with clear. That is clear. X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news. 
delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back to the show. Happy to have you with me today. If you're just tuning in, let me catch you up to speed. I'm talking about Maui and the wild things that are happening over there that we've seen. I will give my little, um, uh, you know, statement about how this show in no way um, is intended to distract or detract from the pain and suffering and the the trauma that is happening to those people over there. But what my intention is, is to maybe have us looking at this um, from a different perspective. And if maybe we have a question asking perspective or a, ooh, things just aren't making sense or adding up, we could potentially unite over that. And um, as a lot of you know, if you've listened to me before, I like to think that if we all united over detesting our government, we wouldn't have so much infighting. So maybe this show will lead you down a path of incredible distrust and disdain for our government. So here we go. Second half of the show. I think that it's very interesting. There have been some videos coming out and some locals in Hawaii um, sort of talking and sharing their opinions. I'll also mention that my fellow nurse uh, co-host, Nurse Jody, she actually is going to be talking about that um, on her show as well. So be sure to tune into that. We're taking kind of the same topic, but looking at it from different angles. And she actually talked to a good friend of hers who's over there. They talked about a a couple of different things. And of course, my brain um, covers all of the, well, I'll just say the quote unquote conspiracy theories um, surrounding it and kind of the alternative viewpoints, which I'm happy to do because that's the world that I live in. So um, be sure to tune into Nurse Jody for her show. What we are seeing from kind of boots on the ground and people there are, it's scary first and foremost, but there are some other interesting reports coming out. Um, A couple, and I haven't been able to verify. So again, this is just sort of what I'm seeing via social media and things that are being sent to me also by, you know, other friends that have friends there. But One thing that is concerning, well, there's a lot of things that are concerning, but this one in particular, is that the sirens didn't go off. So, and there's now been like a press conference, I guess, in which um, somebody from the the police or, you know, an, an authoritative figure is kind of not answering any questions about that, right? Like we can't, we can't begin to understand why something like that, that's a part of their natural infrastructure, right? Whether that be a tsunami warning or 
a hurricane or an earthquake. Like you've got those warning sirens in place for a reason. And there are now accounts that those didn't go off. So that always makes me question, why not? I will also say that when I talk about things like this and the potentials of who's involved and who's a player and who's just, you know, an NPC and who's sort of just like on the sidelines, like, I don't think that really it requires that many people to be a part of the plan. I've talked about this before about COVID. Do I think that every physician at the hospital that I worked at or every nurse was like, ooh, yeah, let's, you know, we totally know that, you know, if we get these patients on a ventilator, like it's just downhill from there. And, you know, we know that remdesivir is that. No, I think that for the most part, people literally just fall in line, lockstep and do what they're told. It's this sort of like, you know, lemming city and everybody just doesn't want to ruffle any feathers or ask any questions. And so even if something maybe feels off in your gut or in your previous experience or in your day-to-day work life and you're being told something, you just still fall in line. So I would say like, let's, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't know who is in charge of saying, yep, like man, the sirens, put an alarm out, evacuate. I don't know who's in charge of that, but it's got to come from somebody at the top. I don't think that's just a, you know, that's not a mid-level management job or that's not, you know, the, the secretary to the police, police chief's job to be like, ooh, hey, chief, I think we should fire up the sirens now. It's coming from top. So somebody at the top says, no, we don't need to do this. What is the likelihood that somebody down below is going to be like, ooh, but I really think that we do. I actually, I'm getting reports of this. I'm seeing this. My brother just called and told me this. I, I don't think, especially after the last three years, I don't think that people are feeling empowered to do that. So again, I don't think it takes that many people at the top to just, if it was a plan, to go along with the plan. There are also reports coming out that firefighters had been on the scene of a fire and they left without it being 100% contained. So again, Is that the captain saying, yeah, no, I think this is good. I think we're out. Or is this the entire engine going, yeah, no, that looks pretty good. That looks, that looks a hundred percent or, well, we don't really have time for this. There's a lot of other stuff happening, you know, on the Island. We got to We got to go. A little concerning. Also hearing reports that there have been minimal search efforts. So a very, very, very small percentage of the town has been searched. So, I mean, you have to imagine people are missing. People have been displaced. Their homes literally burned to the ground. Their cars burned. So they didn't even have a way really to 
evacuate unless it was on foot. Or if you lived close enough to the ocean, you either went out in the ocean on foot, or if you had access to a boat or something like that. And if that's the case and they're reporting death tolls, what's the likelihood that that death toll is just going to explode? I mean, ultimately be something that is a a, a big number and really hard to swallow. And potentially be something that locals and then people that live there, my hope would be that they get so furious that they take matters into their own hands. There's also discussion that um, the communities now are circling the wagons, as we always do. We, as Americans, always end up circling around one another. It is innate to our spirit. And yet somehow there is such a, there's such a large part of us that still thinks that we are dependent on these government morons. We don't need FEMA. We don't need them. I think they're probably more trouble than they're worth. And there are now reports coming out that they've set up, you know, their, whether it's tents or shelters or, you know, they're, they've got their stations where they're all together. Um, you know, that people are coming and they're delivering supplies and they're giving water and they've got clothing and they've got food and non-perishables and that they aren't getting delivered because they are not directly from SEMA. Imagine that. Imagine that for a second, that our government is such an absolute pile of dog poop that they won't accept donations from citizens to help the people that they are supposedly there to help. Part of me hopes that it's false and part of me hopes that these videos are doctored in some sort of way. And yet deep down, I'm like, Beth, don't kid yourself. Classic. This is like par for course for them. Nothing surprises me anymore. And I, like, my wish, my dream would be for all of those people to literally go and kick FEMA out. Be like, you're not allowed here. You're not welcome here. We're not listening to you. Bust down the barricades. Like, storm in there and just take over. If we all stood up, you know, it's like the it's it's like the chessboard is across all of our backs because we're bent over and we're cowering. And if we all just stood up, the game would be over in a second. And I think that the people of Hawaii are maybe even like a little more emblazoned. Than maybe us mainlanders. I don't know. Like, I feel like there is something so 
beautiful about that culture and sort of this like grit and this perseverance and this sort of, you know, protecting what is theirs. My vote is to kick FEMA off the island. (laughs) That's just me. But I'm sitting over here in the desert, so. Now, as far as what I think um, was maybe the cause or how you can sort of pull off this, you know, pull off this plan without anybody knowing, I've already stated what I think the intentions are, what I think the ultimate goals are. I think the ultimate goals are obviously property um, destruction so that people can come in and swoop up that land, you know, pennies on the dollar. I think it is for people redistribution. Unfortunately, I also think that it was for, uh, uh, it, it was depopulation, but on a small scale, right? If you, if you have people in that town that unfortunately perish as a result of this, that's less people to displace. So we have the people component. We have the property component. We have the World Economic Forum component. Well, they're at, they're at scratch. They're starting from scratch. They can put whatever they want now on that land. They don't need to have, you know, they don't, they don't need to convince you to sell your business so that they can tear it down and put a freaking solar panel farm. No, they've got it now. Easy, light work. So I think that that's the purpose. How I think they accomplished that? I have known about, known they exist, um, you know, think that they're, they're used more frequently than we think they are. Um, but those are direct energy weapons or dues. And I will tell you right now, if you go on and you Google or you DuckDuckGo or you MSN or you whatever on the interwebs, and you look at, you know, what caused the Maui fires. They're calling dues a conspiracy theory, which immediately makes me go, mm, well, of course, because then it's true. Anytime somebody calls it a conspiracy theory, I already put another gold medal around my neck. I shine on my tinfoil hat and I'm like, bingo, still winning. The score is like a trillion to zero. It's a clean sweep. They've also put the fact checkers on it. Uh, Gold medal, numero dos for the Maui fires. Their patterns are so ridiculous because people have common sense and critical thinking. Like you get labeled and they pretend like we don't notice. Like we're not going to know that you fact checked it and called us conspiracy theorists. Oh, you guys must be true. Yeah, we're going to believe you now. Direct energy weapons are very interesting. And of course, under the guise, as everything typically is in our government, everything is 
you know, one thing on the outside and it's really a Trojan horse, right? So for our government, they talk about, you know, direct energy weapons for homeland security, for defense, right? Well, if they can be used against foreign nations on an invasion, they can certainly be used against their own people. And this is where a lot of people still need to wake up. A lot of people still are under the belief that our government would never do that. Yes, they would. Yes, they are. They are literally attacking their own citizens on a daily basis. In some form or another. It may not look like war. It may not look like, you know, people coming and banging down your door and and hauling you off to a camp. But there's other ways in which they're doing it. Look at our food system. Look at our water system. Look at our air. Look at our educational system. We're under attack. And as we start to wake up to the attacks and see them and sort of work to remove ourselves as much as we can from those exposures and from those attacks, they have to up the ante. They have to remain in control. So if we look at direct energy weapons, they are, they're ranged weapons, right? And they damage their target using highly focused energy. And there's different energies that they can use. So they can use um, lasers. Oh, okay. Not, I can't imagine it would be very hard to put a, a drone in the sky and shoot down a laser beam and start something on fire. They do it in movies and we already know that the movies are the plot. They can do it with particle beam, plasma, sonic, um, microwave. Um, We all have microwaves in our kitchen. We're basically like using dews on our food. (laughs) Oh, this is too much. So it, to me, it's highly plausible. And I think that it's plausible because I don't put anything past our government. And I think that this would be a very easy, effective, strategic, you know, you, you can, you can shoot that laser beam down and you can hit it in one spot over here. If the winds don't go the way you want them to, you can hit another one down over there. Like it's, it's direct. It's in the title. Direct or directed. It's just not that complicated. I found myself on the Lockheed Martin website. You guys, I just can't. Lockheed Martin is delivering affordable, effective defense at the speed of light literally on their website page. Decades of direct energy experience, mature multi-mission lasers, innovative next-generation lasers, ready for integration and production. Who needs this? What is happening? Like, 
airborne laser weapon systems, naval laser weapon systems. Oh, Hawaii, naval, surrounded by water, put one on a boat. Doesn't even have to come from the sky. Shoot it from the ocean. Like ground laser weapon systems. Put it on a truck. Or a high-power microwave system from a drone. Now, I'm not making an accusation about Lockheed Martin. I'm just simply saying that everything is on front page view. These aren't conspiracy theories that they exist. There's open advertising for how incredible they are, for their powers, for their capacities, for what they can accomplish. I am simply saying that the all if you if you put everything together, if you look at the pictures, if you look at the fires, if you look at where it started, if you look at the shape of the fires, if you look at the you know the the parameters from from end to end of the coast of of you know seemingly this almost border. If you look at the fact that the sirens didn't go off. I also heard reports that police, when the fires were going, police were not keeping people out of the area. They were like still letting people head on into town. The natural phenomenon, the time, the place, the way doesn't make as much sense to me as our own government or the elites or both or people that have an ulterior motive planning and carrying this out. They're that evil. They're that wretched. They don't care. I don't know that they've ever cared. Maybe some, few and far between though. So keep your eyes peeled. Stay in that sort of zone of, of if it smells like a rat, it's probably a rat. Straight from the sewer. You know, trust, trust the opinion of people that lived it. We are so quick to dismiss people that, well, they, you know, they, they made a TikTok about it. Okay, that's their outlet. That's their platform. Or, you know, well, it, it's hearsay. No, it's not. Take stock in what people say that are in the experience and see which experiences make more sense. I think that's what's critical because just like any, any, anything that we experience in life, there's always going to be two sides to the story. 
And for some people in Maui and in this situation, they're not going to have the experience of being down in the water surrounded by flames, pulling their shirts up over their faces to protect them from smoke. They're not, they're not going to have that. And that's okay. What was your experience like? And then conversely, what was the experience of somebody down in the water? What did they see? What did they hear? And then based off of those two experiences matched with everything else that we know, matched with the other little details that are coming out, which, which sort of makes the most sense, which lends itself to a, a piece of the puzzle that really fits, even if it's challenging, even if it's like this gross, hard pill to swallow, to be like, ooh, another thing that potentially, you know, has been an attack on us. Eyes wide open. The veil is lifting. And this, this could, I was texting with some girlfriends yesterday and I said, could this wake up some normies? Could some folks be like, ooh, this is weird. This is off. That's my hope. That's my prayer. I would love to unite. I would love to stand and hold hands with the Democrat and then high five and be like, do you hate the government? I hate the government. Let's go grab a beer. I would love it. And the sad part is that we have to keep enduring these incredibly traumatic experiences as part of this wake up. That's the most unfair thing about everything that we are experiencing in these last few years. Like, why do we have to keep enduring all of this? It's really, it's suffering. It's painful. It's traumatic. But it's sort of that like light at the end of the tunnel. It's not that you become desensitized. It's not that you harden yourself. It's that you just have a clear understanding of their capabilities and that you remain steadfast in your resolve and in your faith. And that as you move forward day by day, you understand that, you know, this is this is rental space. <laughs> like we're just, we're just here for a blip. There's bigger promises for us. But until then, we do have to endure some of the real life things that we're experiencing. And hopefully through that pain and through that suffering, we can find a common ground. Friends, that is all the time that I have for today. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week. Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Beth, and you can find me here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. 
Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily where no topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and then.